Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Did you hear that whistle? Sure did, Amos. That whistle means Rinso White, Rinso Bright, Rinso New. That's right. It means that this is Sunday. We're on the air for Rinso with Solium. and Andy Show with Lou Lubin, Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Corny Anderson, Gene Vanderpile, Jeff Alexander and his orchestra, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Yes, sir, the Amos and Andy Show, brought to you by Lever Brothers Company, makers of Rinso, the only soap that contains solium. That's why Rinso gets your clothes whiter and brighter than new. Rinse on new. Well, the problem of Andy's inheritance is all straightened out, and the lawyers have already delivered a certified check to Andy for $25,000. The kingfish has pulled a fast one on Andy and has a written agreement which gives him $7,000 for acting as Andy's advisor. So when he and his wife Sapphire got up this morning, it was the happiest day of their lives. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Holy smoke, Sapphire. I know you're happy, but you better cut out that screech and the boys with the white coats will be here from Bellevue again. (laughs) Mother's Day for a loop here. Now, let's take it easy. So happy about this money you're getting. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I grinned in my sleep all last night. I have to <laughs> You know the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going down to the beauty parlor and spend just as much as it takes to make me a glamorous and attractive woman. Well, now, take it easy here. Don't go spending that $7,000 in one pack here. <laughs> then this afternoon, I'm going shopping. I'm going to get myself four or five new dresses, new shoes, lingerie, just everything. Now, wait a minute, John. Now, wait a minute. Before you go squalor that money, what about me? What are I going to get out of this thing? Oh, George, I'll get you two beautiful handkerchiefs. <laughs> handkerchiefs? That's a fine thing to see that my pants is out, and you're going to give me something to blow my nose in. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> well, George, a man don't need clothes. After all, when we walk down the street together, you can get a lot of pleasure being proud of me. Yeah, well, I guess there's some logic to that. After all, I guess Sabu is proud of his elephant. John! <laughs> a little allergy there. Don't get mad about the thing. Well, George, I ain't gonna fight with you, because Andy getting $25,000 is the most wonderful thing that ever happened. Oh, yeah, and Andy, you know, is living high on it, too. He done hired the bridal suite at the Lennox Avenue house in the hotel there, and he's living up there like one of them Indian uh, Mama Rogers there. He, uh... <laughs> Well, George, if I was you, I'd get right up there and get that $7,000. Yeah, well, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> well, has you got an ironclad agreement with Andy? Oh, agreement, yeah. I'll say I is. There's one pig that I really got hogtied. I know what I do. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't take no chances, George. You get on over there. Yeah, well, maybe you're right there. 
If I get over there now, though, I'll probably catch him right in the middle of breakfast. Breakfast? Why, George, it's one thirty. But that don't make no difference to him. Since he got that money, he gets up at 6.30 and he eats his way right around the clock. That's what <laughs> Come in, Kingfish, old pal. Welcome to the presidential bridal suite. Yeah, well, look at you there. And they're sitting up there in bed eating breakfast with red silk pajamas on. Look at you, will you? Yeah, and I'm doing the kind of eating I always wanted to do, Kingfish. Yeah, what's that you got piled up there on top of them steaks? Mushrooms? Kingfish, old pal, between the steak and the mushrooms, there's lamb chops. <laughs> You was a rich man, Andrew. Let me sit down and talk to you there. Yeah, take them new checkered coats I just bought off the chair there and sit down. Mmm. Hmm. What is these coats made out of? They are really nice and fuzzy. Look at that feel there. Oh, yeah. That is what they call cashmere. <laughs> Boy, when I walk around the street and anybody puts a hand on me, I'm going to be the softest touch in town. <laughs> Sweet you got you, and they're pretty classy. Oh, yeah. I got a living room, two bedrooms, and in the bathroom, they got a beautiful tiled tub that you steps down into. Hmm. Steps down into? Yeah. If I wasn't afraid of slipping when I stepped down into that thing, I'd use it, you know what? <laughs> well, my papa used one of them ones and broke a sacred earlier, Jack. I wouldn't get in that thing. <laughs> Yeah, you really living in the lapdog of luxury here, ain't you, boy? Oh, I tell you, Kingfish, I done had two shaves this morning already and four manicures. Mm. In one day, four manicures, huh? Yeah, I got to cut that out, though. I'm running out of cuticle. <laughs> the last time, I just had the gal to hold my hand for $3 worth. <laughs> well, uh, not to rush or anything, Andrew, but now that we have done past the time of day, how about letting me have my $7,000? I, I won't get going yet. Well, listen, Kingfish, I ain't uh, got the check cast yet. I just been laying here in bed looking at the thing. Mm. Look at that. Ain't that pretty, Kingfish? $25,000. Yeah, your uncle done left your check there. Look at that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, something. Yeah, see, it's done been certified there, too. Hey, wait a minute, Anna. That check uh, feel a little damp to me. Yeah, well, I guess that's because I've been kissing the thing all morning. <laughs> Well, at least keep your big mouth off the signature. You liable to slobber yourself out of a fortune. Here, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Andy. Look here. I'll go down to the bank with you. And this afternoon, we can cash the thing. And you give me my $7,000. We know I won't get out Mother's Day, get a couple of flowers. And all well, that. Uh, wait just a minute, Kingfish. Uh, I'm glad you come up here because I want to explain to you about that $7,000 that you're supposed to get. What do you mean, uh, supposed to get? And I don't like the expression on your face. The pupils of your eyes has given me a cold shoulder. Dilate your eyes, son. Open them up wider. Well, I don't mind opening my eyes, but I'm telling you, I ain't opening my pocketbook now. Well, wait a minute. Something is wrong around here. Is you got the radio on? Is I hear an echo in the place? What's going on? Wait a minute. I hear things, Andy. Listen, Kingfish. I had a long talk with Amos this morning. He say you ain't got no right to take a third of the money that I has inherited from my uncle away from me. Well, now, wait a minute, child. Why does Amos sticking his nose in this boat? Why don't he stay out of this thing? Well, he say that you taking this money from me, that that ain't honest and it ain't fair play. Well, now, listen. This is here is an agreement between two lifelong friends. And honesty and fair play ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> you don't give me the 
money, I'm going to bust you in the nose. That's what I'm going to do. Wait till I get my coat off. You going to do what, Kingfish? Well, let me put it another way here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, we got a verbal agreement in writing. Now, you Welsh on the thing, and I'm going to haul you right into court, get an injunction, and junk you right into the hoose cow. That's what I'm going to do. Listen, Amos told me... I don't care I... what Amos done told you. Now, you listen here. I'm going to get that money, and ain't no stupid, ignorant dope like you going to beat me out of it. You understand that, fathead? Okay, Kingfish, I'll give it to you. I know you'd see it my way, old pal, old pal. I love you. <laughs> well, I'll cash the check this afternoon and give you the money. Yeah, now that's the spirit, boy. Share and share alike. One for all and all for one. Everybody for everything didn't get and all that stuff. <laughs> now, now, uh, just tell $25,000 is the greatest thing that ever happened to both of them. Oh, you said it, Kingfish. <laughs> you know I am so happy I might get in that bathtub even if I do bust my sacred crackerjack? Oh, boy. This is great. Handy gonna cash the check and I get some 7,000 smackers. Think I'll write my farewell note to the Salvation Army. Tell them I don't want no more. <laughs> oh, come in, come in, come in. Uh, excuse me, uh, my name is Smithers. Uh, I was looking for Andrew Brown. It's about that $25,000 he inherited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that you got a briefcase there. Has you done brung the boy some more money? Mm, no. Oh, then I guess you done bring him some papers to sign? No, uh, I'm from the government. Yeah, well, I know you ain't bringing nothing in. I know. <laughs> uh, are you acquainted with Mr. Brown? Yeah, I, as uh, Mr. Stevens, his impersonal manager, you know, I kind of look at him. Uh, he ain't around right now, but uh, you can tell me anything that you want to tell him, because I just see him as he is, you know what I mean, I listen. Well, you see, the uncle from whom Mr. Brown inherited the $25,000 owed considerable back income tax. So we're going to have to attach the money. You say you're going to attach it to... What you going to attach it to? Attach the money. Oh, uh, I mean the government is going to seize the entire amount as soon as Mr. Brown puts the check in the bank. See? But, Mr., you can't... You uh, you can't do that. You see? You, you, you... Oh, I'm sorry. It's the law, Mr. Stevens. Uh, would you please have Mr. Brown get in touch with me as soon as he can? Uh, here's a phone number where he can reach me. Good day, Mr. Stevens. Holy mackerel. The government going to grab the money. Now I know how Marie Antoinette felt when they dropped the meat cleaver on the back of her neck. I don't know what. Well, I got to get on in and tell Anna the bad news about the government taking the money for taxing. Oh, come in, Kingfish. I'm just getting dressed here. I'm just going down to the bank and cash the check. Mm-hmm. $25,000. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, boy, I guess they'll have to send to Fort Knox for that much dough. Mm, and uh, you know the expression, don't count your chickens before they're hatched and don't cross the bridges till you come to them? Yeah. And the government just scrambled our eggs and threw us in the river. <laughs> what do you mean by that? And your uncle owed back taxes. And with the income tax man done told me, as soon as you put that check in the bank, the government is going to seize it. Kingfish, help me back in the bed, will you? Yeah. <laughs> man, we can't give up now. Right now, we may look like we're dead. But like a snake, we may be able to wiggle the angle between now and sundown. That's what we got to do. Yeah, well, what kind of wiggles has you got in your mind? Well, now, look here. I done called Calhoun, the lawyer, and told him that we was coming over there. Because he's a smart man, you know. Yeah, well, let's go, Kingfish. 
But the thing I can't understand is why the government want to grab my $25,000. Well, then there's the economic system. They take the money away from us Americans so they can send it overseas. Then the people over there can use it for boat fare to come over here and take our jobs away from us. See what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, we better hurry over and see Calhoun. Yeah, come let's on, get man. over there. Come on, let's see. Calhoun, here we are. Hiya there, boys. Come on in. Say, why is you piercing up and down the floor like that? I'm trying to solve a very important problem here, boys. For four days now, I've been racking my brain trying to find a solution to this terrible railroad strike. The fact that it's paralyzed the nation that has kept the population of this country from their inalienable right to travel from one section of this great country to another. I say that this strike must end and that the trains of our nation must once more start rolling across the broad plains of the prairies. Uh, well, say, uh, why is you so head up about the railroad strike, Calhoun? Because my mother-in-law's business and I can't get her to go home. <laughs> Well, now, now, look, Calhoun, uh, like I told you on the telephone, the government uh, is going to grab Anders' inheritance before he can cash it. Now, has you figured out any way that we can counterattack? Figure out that. Uh. Well, boys, I done looked it up, and the only way you can get around it is for the money to be used for expenses connected in settling the estate. Uh, expenses? Sure, you're allowed to deduct the expense from the $25,000 before the government steps in. Yeah, well, as far as my uncle is concerned, he done pass on. He ain't in no position to be no spendthrift right now. <laughs> yeah, but putting him where he is now must have cost something. Maybe you could t- sort of jack up an expense for the little going away party. Yeah, well, now, that's a great idea. Yeah, we got the income tax fellow's phone number. We'll call him up and make a appointment with him. You know, I had some trouble with the Department of Internal Revenue last year myself. They accused me of earning $38,000 during 1944, 45, and 46 and not paying no tax on it, thereby defrauding the government. Is that so? Yeah, and I sued the government. I sued them for defamation of character. The idea of them ruining my good name, ruining my reputation by saying that I earned $38,000 during 1944, 45, and 46. Yeah, well, how did you prove to them that you didn't earn the money during that time? I proved that I was in jail during the whole three years. Well, it's uh, nice of you, Mr. Smithers, to come over here to the large hall and request this matter. Well, uh, the government is always ready to listen to any legitimate explanations. Yes, well, now, uh, this year is Mr. Brown here, the poor, unfortunate, patriotic American who the government is planning to knife in the back. I want you to meet him here. Well, uh, how do you do, Mr. Brown? Uh, I know it must be a shock to you that we have to seize that 25000 Yes, sir. I was heard how the government soaks the rich, but I didn't count on getting this wet. <laughs> Now, Mr. Smithers, natural me and Mr. Brown here wants to act above board on the line and all that, but natural, there's a few expenses in disconnection with his uncle's passing on, you yeah, see. Sir, yeah, oh, uh, you mean to say that Mr. Brown took care of those expenses? Oh, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. And the total for the whole thing, including the flowers, orchestra, and eats, come to uh, $24,982. <laughs> now, natural, we intend to do our duty and fuck over the balance to the government. 
Give the man 18 bucks, Anna. Let's get out here. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, how in the world could these expenses amount to $25,000? Well, when Mr. Brown's uncle departed, he departed first class, didn't he? Oh. <laughs> he couldn't take it with him, but he sure spent a lot on the way. <laughs> hey, it was the most expensive hunk of bucket kicking you don't ever hear of. <laughs> yeah, but this is a ridiculous figure. Well, I never heard anything like it. Yeah, well, now you know a buck here and a buck that all mounts up. First of all, there's the doctor's bill. Yeah, show the man the bills there, Kingfish. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I got them right here. Yeah, here one right here. Say, uh, I quote from the bill. Uh, dear Miss Brown, for professional services and helping your dear uncle to breathe his last. <laughs> Kindly forward the sum of $10,000, no checks or stamps. <laughs> Signed the Mayo Brothers, Manny Moe and Jack. Here they are. <laughs> So there was $10,000 for Dr. Bill. Well, that may or may not be true, but it still leaves a balance of $15,000. Well, there's other expenses, a lot of them. Well, like what? Yeah, like what, Kingfish? <laughs> well, uh, well, wait a minute. Uh, well, the ceremony with all the fixings was expensive, too. You know, this wasn't no penny-ante planning that we done. <laughs> well, those things can cost just so much. Now, how do you account for the 15000 Well, now, that's a good question you got there, Mr. Uh, show you on your toes, and we like to see that our government officials is on the toes. Yeah. Uh, you were about to explain these expenses. Yeah, well, now, first of all, the dear man was laid away in a mausoleum. Now, ain't that right, Miss Brown? Yeah, had silk lapels on it, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, uh, this wasn't one of them old-fashioned granite jobs. This was a modern one. It had all the latest equipment. Yeah, it was up to date, all right. It was the only mausoleum in the cemetery with a television aerial on it. <laughs> now, listen. This whole thing is ridiculous. I hope you gentlemen know the penalty for income tax evasion. Mm, yeah, well, don't let's get no mess like that now. In other words, you mean no soap, mister? No soap, Mr. Mm -hmm. Brown. And I think, I hope to think you boys realize this. But although we're seizing the entire $25,000, your uncle actually only owed the government approximately 15000 So, naturally, after the audit, we'll make the proper refund. Oh, well, we think you was going to put your hooks on the whole business. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a horse of another stall. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you just turn the check over to me. I'll submit it to my office for auditing, and uh, you receive the refund shortly. Oh, thank you, mister, thank you. Okay, here. Here's the check. Uh, thank you. Good day, gentlemen. Say, that's a nice fellow, that Mr. Smithers. Hey, we may come out of this thing with a nice hunk of money at all. Oh, yeah. Of course, with only $10,000, I'm going to have to change my standard of living. <laughs> I just have to cut myself down to six meals a day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think I'll phone at Mr. Smithers and see if he come, how he's coming along with that auditing. I lost the number. Give me, so I guess I'll just call the main income tax officer. Yes, I send the money. I send the money. Hello? Bureau of Internal Revenue? Oh, uh, Miss, uh, let me speak to Mr. Smithers, please. Mr. Smithers? Yes, uh, big shot down there. Frank H. Smithers, uh... Short fellow with glasses. May I speak to him, please? I'm sorry. There's no Mr. Smithers here. 
Excuse me, I didn't hear you there. Uh, my sinuses has been backwashing on me here lately. Uh, 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 I said there's no Mr. Smithers working for the Bureau of Internal Revenue. Well, now, listen, Miss, uh, there gotta be us. Uh, now, stop playing jewels. Connect me with Mr. Smithers, short man with gloves. I repeat. There's no Mr. Smithers here, and there never has been. Well, wait a minute, Jeff. We done give him a certified check for 25000 Call the FBI. Call somebody. Do something. Well, you got I'm a... sorry, but that is your problem. Goodbye. Holy smoke. <laughs> I should have known that Mr. Smithers was a phony when he gave me that double talk about a refund. Oh, if they ever give a Nobel Prize for stupidity, me and Annie would finish neck and neck. Oh. <laughs> Holy smokes, that phony Mr. Smithers done got away with our money. My $7,000 is gone. How is I going to explain it to Sapphire? Oh, I tell you... Oh, Shorty the Barber. I, 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 I had to come over and tell you. I had to come over and explain to you. I, I, I had to come over and let you know. You see, I had to... I must come over for something. Yeah, Shorty, I ain't got no time today to talk with you. Some Sharpie done got away with Andy's $25,000. Now, what in the world can I do to straighten out this mess? Well, simple, can just, just go to the police and uh, just, just put the FBI... Uh, Send out, send out a tracer. All you gotta do, you, 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 I, 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 don't ask me. <laughs> well, look here, Shorty. This is a terrible blow to me and Annie having the money snatched right out from under our noses. Yeah, but Annie is really upset about this thing. Yeah, well, yeah, he don't know about it yet, though, Shorty. Say, wait a minute. Hey, maybe on that basin, I might still get some money out of the boy. What you mean, King Fred? Yeah, well, he thinks that he's going to get $10,000 refund from the government. Mm. Maybe I could get him to settle with me for $500, yeah. yeah you, you could tell him that you would, uh, that you had to leave the country in a hurry or something. Yeah, I could tell the boy that I just found out that I was a fugitive from justice. And the police is after me, and I, I need the money to get out of the country. Yeah, that's a good idea, all right. Yeah, I say, King Fred. I just remember what I wanted to tell you when I first came in here. Oh, you, you, it's come to you, huh? Yeah, it come back to yeah, me. Yeah, well, what come to you, Shorty? I, I wanted to tell you that uh, the thing I had to say was, uh, what I want you to know, uh, the important thing, uh, you see, you, uh, the, uh, it's gone again. I gotta convince Andy that the police is there. Man, I is desperate. Wait a minute, here I'm coming down the hall. Let me get this knife and pistol on the desk here. Uh, say, Kingfish. Uh, excuse me a minute, Andy. Would you mind waiting outside while I loads this pistol and sharpens the knife here? Just a minute. Well, what's the trouble, Kingfish? Andy, the police is closing in on me. They got out a dragnet for me, Andy. Yeah. And I ain't got no money to run away, so I'm just sitting here like a cornered rat. Yeah, well, why is they after a rat like you? <laughs> And, uh, I never unrevealed this to you before, but I got a skeleton in my closet, boy. Before I met you, I was a prisoner on Devil's Island. Wait a minute here, Kingfish. How could you be that? I has known you ever since you were 14 years old. 14 years is right. I was 14 years old. Well, I started young, Ender. Among criminals, I was what's known as a child prodigy. That's what I was. <laughs> well, if you done serve your sentence, why is the police looking for you? Well, then, uh, I wouldn't tell this to everybody, but... I done escaped from Devil's Island. That's what I done. Holy smoke. That's supposed to be the toughest prison in the world. How'd you ever escape from there? Well, then I outsmarted the guards. I I stopped breathing for four days, and they thought I was dead. 
<laughs> I floated me out in the ocean, and I done swum up to Florida, caught a bus for home, and was back in my seat in the sixth grade before anybody was the wise. <laughs> then, uh, right now, the French police has done picked up my trail, and they're closing in on me. You mean the French police is looking for you here in New York? Oh, yeah, I sure the French police is after me, because on the way up here, there was a fella following me with, uh, with a pair of handcuffs in one hand, and a... Uh, Crepe Suzette in the other. Yeah. <laughs> and watching me from across the street was a police dog wearing a beret. Yeah. Now, you know, I got to get out of town, you well, see. Well, wait a minute, Sheriff. Ain't you going to wait for that refund of $10,000 we're going to get from the government? No, no, in there, I, I, I need money desperate. Now, look here, you got me on the spot, son, so I was willing to settle my share for $500. Well, Kingfish, I'll settle the thing for that because I want to help you, but how are you getting out the country? They'll no doubtless be watching all the ports. Well, Andy, uh, I'm going to be smuggled out tonight on a fishing schooner. Oh, you is, huh? Yes, Andy, if everything goes all right, I sails on the riptide with a load of halibut. <laughs> a load of halibut, huh? Mm-hmm, right well, with him. I'll tell you one thing, Kingfish. If the cops catch you when you get off that boat, you is one boy they're really going to put in solitary confinement. <laughs> well, now, how about the money, Andy? Well, I got some money in the bank, and like you say, as long as I get the $10,000 back from the government, why, I could let you have five hundred. Yeah, well, now, let's get down to the bank. I'd like to have the 500, uh... Oh, see, Kingfish, I just thought of something. As long as that fellow Smith has ran off with your money, instead of trying to jib Andy, why don't you just... Uh, you, uh, but, but I, 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 I would just... Oh, hello, Andy. <laughs> hey, Shorty, what is this about Smithers? Oh, uh, no, nothing. No, nothing. You, you see, the thing is, he, he was just trying... That you, uh, I, 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 I would just... So long, boy. <laughs> All right, Kingfish, what is this about Smithers getting away with my money? Well, now, wait a minute, Andy. Undouble your fist there, son. We as human beings, you know. Well, Kingfish, you know this all the time. That's what you've been trying to do, jip me out of $500. I'm going to take my fist and cause a total eclipse on both your eyes, you know. Well, now, wait a minute. Look here, Andy. Look here. This is all business. Uh. If Jay Pimpong Morgan put over one on Mr. Vanderbilt, they wouldn't resort to no fisticuffs. If worse come to worse, they'd hire a couple of fellas to fight for him. Listen, Kingfish, start talking and talking fast. What's all this about me losing my $25,000? Well, then, look here. This Smithers, uh, uh, look here. He don't work for the internal revenue after all. He don't? No, he done got away with that $25,000. Well, why didn't you say so? You was a fine friend trying to jip me. Jip you? What you done done to me? You done mess up everything. Now, listen, Andy. Don't start yelling at me because it's all your fault that we done lost our money. Yeah, but you was in it with me. You got agreement with me. Why didn't you stop him? Listen, you big lug. Here's what I think of you and the agreement. I'll tear this here thing up, and you can have it right in your face. Take that. I never want to see you or talk to you again as long as I live, you big boob. So long. Oh, hi, Amos. Hi. Yeah, out of my way, Amos. I got to get out of here. Yeah, well, what's wrong with the kingfish, Andy? Oh, he's sore. Some guy named Smithers done jipped me out of that $25,000 inheritance. No fooling. Yeah, and the kingfish tore up his agreement with me and throwed it in my face. Oh, I was in a mess. No, you ain't, Andy. You know, I didn't want you to lose your money, and that's why I had my friend Smithers pose as a government man. Here's your check for $25,000, Andy. Andy. <laughs> See you next Sunday. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.